0: The ocean is haunted. I'm closing in, cause I'm supposed to win. How the cold steel feel when it froze your shin. Should have stayed on dry land. Stroke while you can Cause now you the pressure in the land of the bear. Abandoned pirate ships, eels of sides car. Fish that glow in the dark, the titanic's all Underwater storms, your blood is so warm, your life vests is off. And that turns me on. Killer for centuries, the guy of
1: the deep welcome to the Dubious Consumers Podcast for the week of June seventh. My name is Justin Heard. My name is Nathan Steinman Daryl Cool So uh, how's it going guys? It's going pretty good Yeah, I'm tired rain of rain last week, right? I know
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck off with the floods uh, I, I, As uh, Daryl so neatly put it I'm so tired of rain and mud <laughs> And yeah. I was like yes Because everybody's lawn is a fucking swamp now So man, you know, pizza delivery is real fun <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. Bet.
1: So, um, yeah, we're uh, obviously we're trying a little bit of a new format, considering uh, Nerdatois came out last week. But uh, yeah, so we'll be wow getting everything done. Yeah, yeah. not even joking. So, uh, Nathan, what have you been consuming?
0: Uh, what have I been consuming? That is always a fantastic question. I bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a little uh, as far as. Uh some some weeks you're like, I have so many things I can talk about. I have to narrow it all down and some weeks you're just like, Holy, holy Jesus, how am I gonna pull something out of my ass by the time we're recording?
1: I think we're all in that situation.
0: <laughs> we're all literally pulling things out of our asses, unrelated yes. to the topic yeah. at hand. Yeah. But uh I did get a chance to finally rewatch uh Django Unchained. I hadn't seen it in almost two years, so
1: Nice. Yeah, I, I just really just dislike that movie. You know, I, I, know. I haven't it's...
2: seen it since theaters, so I can't really say. I want to say, but I can't.
1: Yeah, it just that the 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 last act of the movie just completely rubs me the wrong way.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I will say the first time I saw it, I remember, f- I feeling like it was a really weak movie. Like when the when I watched it the first time, and the other night I had gotten home l- really late from work, and it was like 2:30 in the morning you know getting home and cuz long fucking night uh but uh i started watching it and i just got completely just zeroed in and i was like like holy shit
1: this is way better than i remember it being um yeah. well i mean and i absolutely loved the relationship between the characters i loved almost all of the visuals up until the until you get into the house and the, like the dinner party and everything that happens after that,
0: yeah, I, I I would I could watching it a second time it really show it plays its hand a little better. There's way more kind of uh, embeds to to the actual payoffs. You see more, you listen more, you you get more significance out of the things that they're saying, and you can actually kind of. I, I, uh, I was surprised at how much uh, the uh, Dr. Schultz character's death this time made sense. Last, The first time, I remember being like, what in the
1: flying... F- Why the fuck did he do that? Well, you know, my thing is that, like, the scene before, whenever it, they have the reveal, like, oh, hey, Leo knows everything that's going on. Yeah, You know, he has his hands planted on the table, and... Does not let ghosts, you know, yelling, can I please remove my hand, sir? And it's like, okay, he's literally fretting for his life. And then the very next scene kills Leo. Of course, I, I do have to say, I'm stupid enough that I read that sim- cinematically that um, Leo was going to kill him. Like, I didn't expect him to kill Leo. Yeah. And I thought it was just going to be like this big brouhaha, and you know everything go down at that point, which everything did go down in that point. But it just really doesn't make it make any sense for me for that character to be fretting for his life and then go, ah, this guy's enough of an asshole that I'm just going to kill him and sacrifice my life.
0: Well, you also like in, on the rewatch with all the the editing of the, uh, getting to pay attention more to the editing and pacing of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Doctor Schultz character starts thinking about d'artagnan the slave who had been ripped by stone cypher's dog apart by stone cypher's dog he's just getting these flashes of it and he's getting more and more irritated as they're signing the contract to take vermilda away and he just gets up he walks into the other room they have this whole long conversation where you know he's very much displaying of like no i have you i have your number you know yeah and finally, they do the deal, um, and now the deal's done. They have Brumhilda. They're about to leave, and Doctor Schultz refuses to shake his hand, to the point that now he's th- now the uh, candy character is threatening the- to kill Brumhilda if he doesn't shake his hand if they try and leave to the point that he's just like well fuck it you know if you're not if you're gonna threaten them when yeah. I have I have the contract in my pocket she's free if you're gonna be this much <clears throat> of a dick I'm just gonna fucking kill you <laughs> like that, that, that's his line yeah it's so. just like I couldn't resist.
1: Yeah, I oh. know. It just—I'll have to. I guess I'll have to watch it again. For me, it's—I yeah. think right now my top two favorite Tarantino movies are um, Jackie Brown and Inglorious Bastards.
2: I, I don't like Inglorious Bastards. I,
1: I absolutely love the opening to it. The oh re- yeah, yeah. The rest it's of wonderful. it is kind of okay. But yeah, and the ending's I, I, ridiculous. I yeah. But, it, it, hilarious. but it's it, for me. It's not until that moment that they. For me, the first viewing, at least, it's not until the moment that they actually shoot Hitler in the fucking head yeah. that I went, "Oh, this is an alternate history." <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what the whatever the fuck? But yeah. for that moment, I totally expected it to have the Valkyrie problem. Of, yeah. of course, they're not going to kill Hitler. Hitler killed himself, <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then Quinter is like, "Nope." Nope. They're going to kill Hitler. They're okay. going to kill the shit out of Hitler. Yeah, not even joking. <laughs> the, As the theater the, burns down around them. And they Let's just keep it. shooting. Yeah, just, not, not even joking. Let's just get that Nazi fuck.
2: We yeah. are on fire. Yeah, We're yeah. just going to keep shooting him.
1: And then I absolutely love Christoph Waltz up until his reveal where he goes, It's the bingo! And you're like, <laughs> why did you just turn into Borat? Huh? <laughs> You know, there, there's a few small things that I hate about Inglorious Bastards, but for the most part, I really like it. Yeah. And then, as I said, Jackie Brown is like a small revelation. Like, yeah. oh wow, this is for awesome. me. For me, Kill Bill Volume Two specifically is definitely
0: very high up there on uh, as far as I, I I do not like the Kill Bill movies.
1: I'm sorry. I liked the first one, and I saw the second one. I was just like, oh god, this is. Ugh. And I I, I want to I actually do want to see them all together. It's kind of yeah. like the Grindhouse movies. I can't I can't believe that they split those up for so many fucking years. Yeah. yeah. Um.
2: Yeah. For me, I I really need to watch Django Unchained again. I've only seen it the one time in theaters. I really really liked it, and I really want to put it up there with like my favorite of his work. But I I really have to go with Pulp
0: Fiction and Death Proof. Yeah, Pulp Fiction is I, the, yeah. it's still my number one, it's, even though it's a Roger Avery c- collaboration. <laughs> yeah, and you know some of those ideas are Roger Avery's. But, oh yeah, you know. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, it's it's such a fan. That's such a fantastic film, yeah. from top to bottom. Like it's one of those things. Every time it's like Full Metal Jacket. Every time it comes on, yeah, I just end watch up watching it. the whole yeah. thing. I just get sucked directly into it. Yeah, the thing that was noticeable, like. There's all the anachronisms like having straws mm-hmm. and having sunglasses and things like that. But I I I did see someone say that Fear Elise being played by the harp was like an anachronism and I'm like huh. Fear Elise was written in like 1813. <laughs> That's not an anachronism. That's that would that would have probably still been it might not have been as common necessarily yeah but I could totally see someone having the music for it right and being able to play it I, I th- Beethoven was still very popular in the 19th century yeah not as popular as he became in the mid mid 20th century when the Bach revival and all yeah. that stuff happened but uh, uh, the interesting thing is like watching some interviews uh, mm-hmm. like actually I watched a Charlie Rose interview where he talked about wanting to if he was ever going to make a biopic, the only biopic he would make is about John Brown who, you know, functionally helped start his rebellion, helped kick off what became the civil war. Mm -hmm. Um, but the whole, you know, killing white, you know, taking the blood of white folks for the, you know, all the misery that's been caused to us. And I was like, so that's where you got a lot of the (laughs) ideas that, uh, are in. And also he, he even says like, uh, films like mandingo and yeah stuff you know there's lots of different things that are inspired it but uh the interesting thing is like him using the the siegfried myth um so in the opera siegfried which is like the third in mm-hmm. the ring cycle of, of wagner is when you know he, at the very end of the opera he kisses uh brumhilda and she awakens yeah and it's kind of this. It's the first time this character has ever seen a woman, and in the next, one, the next one he dies, and everything falls apart because it's the end of it's Ragnarok, basically. Yeah. But um, it's very interesting to me that even though he used those parallels, he very much gave him the instead of Django dying to get her out, mm-hmm. uh, he just he just blows up the world. Of, yeah. Of Candyland and gets a lot of that stuff.
1: I, yeah, for me, I, it, it's Tarantino. Uh, all I can say is it's Tarantino. Yeah. For that, for that ending there with yeah her her prancing on the horse and clapping like a Japanese schoolgirl. Yeah, like after all that's happened, just like uh. apparently
0: some of those were references to, uh, Roy Rogers
1: movies. Yeah,
0: and uh, one of the things is uh, Jamie Hawk, Jamie Fox is one of the only actors who for real the whole movie rode his own damn horse that's awesome yeah he was the first uh, the tarantino said he was the first one since roy rogers to do that and hmm. all those tricks that the horse does those are things like jamie fox knew how to do because he rode horses when he was a kid
2: hmm. seems like something jamie fox would do growing up in texas yeah
0: <laughs> he's a texas boy
2: Academy Award-winning actor Buns. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Thanks, Booty Call. Oh, <laughs> you raised a winner.
1: But um, well, that, technically his. Well, I know you're not saying first movie, but big movie for him. But I do love that he is in Toys. As, oh yeah, yeah. As yeah, the lecherous uh, guard, uh, just like oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I forget that he's yeah, in that yeah, yeah. every time, and then you're like, oh, oh shit, it's Jamie Fox. What the fuck? Why is Jamie? Don't let LL Cool J
2: outstage you. Oh, I don't, oh no, you,
1: his hat is like a shark's fin. No, because
2: uh, <laughs> my head is like a shark's fin. <laughs> Deeper, bluer.
1: <laughs> no, no, sorry, it's deepest bluest.
0: Deepest bluest. Oh fuck. So uh, it's that deep, huh? As far as like the movie, <laughs> the, the the characters are pretty well uh, set up for most of the movie. There are there's always issues. Mm-hmm. Some of it's just because Quentin Tarantino likes a lot of people if he's gonna do a battle scene a lot of fucking people are gonna die (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know you know it's just kind of the nature of
2: nothing's ever clean with him
0: yeah he's gotta go the exploitation route yeah um and since all since this movie was also a big send-up to the sergio kabuki uh, that's not his name i don't know Sergio leone no 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 No. he's the the other sergio okay I, for, I forgot to write his name down, but he made the original Django movies. Oh, okay. Uh, and he, I think it's Sergio Carbucci is his name, but uh, um, he made all the original Django. And apparently there's this whole thing of like, different directors all around the world have made characters in their westerns Django. Apparently Takeshi Niki yeah. made a western that has Quentin Tarantino in the movie. That's also that. He, there's also a Django character, <laughs> like in that one. I think it's like uh, it sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what the fuck. I watched. The, I all I saw was one scene because I couldn't find the movie, and I didn't have time to watch the whole movie. But yeah. I found a scene from the movie that has Quentin Tarantino, and huh. it. it's just it's so fucking absurd and weird because you know it's Takeshi Miki and he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Not one. Um, but that was uh, the main thing. Uh, the other thing I wanted to kind of talk about uh, was <coughs> there is this rumor going around that, as a way of extending the life of the X Men movie series, they're possibly going to make a New
1: Mutants movie. Interesting. Which is kind of exciting. I honestly don't. I don't know enough about the X Men mm-hmm. to care. Well, yeah.
0: Well, for for me, it's like uh, the New Mutants was kind of this forced thing that happened at Marvel in the early in 1982. Chris Claremont so, initially so, didn't so, want to do it, so
1: now it's going to be a forced thing at Fox. Yeah, and and what's funny is it <laughs> turned out in order to f- keep the Marvel yeah. license. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. but um, the, the good
2: keep it away from them.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> don't let them have it.
0: Yeah, uh, but uh, the interesting thing about New Mutants is it's back to. They're at the school. They're kids. They're learning how to use their mutant powers. But all of them are kids. None of them are the teachers. Yeah. None of them are the adults. Uh, unlike the regular X Men movies. Uh, so the most interesting part about it is that it, is, it would probably be the most diverse cast. Yeah. Because you have Cannonball, who is a southern kid from Kentucky. You have karma who's a vietnamese girl you have mirage who's uh cheyenne native american you got sunspot he's a brazilian uh character he's like and he's afro is afro brazilian he's not just brazilian you have wolvesbane who is uh scottish and a ginger that i mean that totally i mean just those five original characters
1: they're all going to be played by white males I'm sure. I'm and sure. blackface
0: yeah yeah but i'm sure but the other idea is like there's other characters there's there's cypher which is a kid who can talk to
1: computers
0: uh there's magma she's like there's some weird convoluted back to you here there's magic who magic who's a, a colossus's do- uh, sister who okay. has you know teleportation abilities and stuff and then there's Warlock who is a techno-organic alien. Yes, he's awesome. So, if they're going to do it, I hope they and there's also Richter who is his, his, Hispanic and there's there's all these other characters yeah. that have existed in the in the context of new mutants yeah. uh, b- before it become before Rob Dreyfell turned it into x force and But it's also where we might get Cable because I doubt we're going to get Cable in oh,
2: why can't we have Cable? I know. It's all I, I want.
0: I just I do just Cable. Well, I think the problem is is unless they radically rewrite his origin and not make him Nathan Summers.
2: Alternate future, it's fine. I know, he, but... It, it's cool. He He's an alternate future baby. Come to this alternate past. To, to stop Apocalypse stop, from yeah, it, conquering the future.
0: What is complicated about that? I was going
1: to say, okay. technically they could do that with... Um, introduce him in the X-Men Apocalypse or the, yeah. whatever the new one is yeah and then they could set up I mean they just the had
2: Bishop did. going hey I'm Bishop yeah in the <laughs> last one what would be complicated about hey I'm Cable oh and I'm yeah. badass but
0: also Bishop really didn't travel through time
2: that's because Bishop sucks
0: I don't think Bishop sucks I think Bishop sucks well.
2: You're entitled I have, to that opinion. I have no opinions about Bishop. <laughs> no, I really don't have a problem with Bishop. Just Cable's awesome.
0: Yeah, and the, But the thing that w- is exciting to me is like you could actually have whole character development mm-hmm. to all the characters, unlike in Days of Future Past where you're basically like, oh, they died oh they died again <laughs> like, that was literally your character development for I, all of the mutants in the movie see
2: future. I, I liked first class but I only liked it for everything outside of the first class stuff
1: yeah I mean one, once once they had the X-Men awesome.
2: in the movie it was like oh no I don't want to watch this anymore well, <laughs> I go just, back to that other thing with Kevin Bacon and yeah. that one dude that's Magneto he's awesome Michael Fassbender yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, the, but the, ju- the just Sebastians. him killing Nazis. And, yeah, that right. was wonderful. Yeah. Why couldn't
2: we get more of that? A really bitchin' spy well, movie I mean, with...
1: That's, that's kind of what they did with... A man um, that controls metal. What Quicksilver the hell? as well is... They're like, oh, hey, we're going to show Quicksilver being a badass and we're going to leave him behind. Yep.
2: And then you have
1: Magneto where it's like, we're going to show him as a crazy badass, when you, using knives and all this stuff. We're going to go dick
2: around with teenagers now. Sorry.
1: Yeah. So we're (laughs) going to leave him alone and go mess with these teenagers and then bring him in and kind of just fuck him, you know, but not in a sexy. Oh, your character
2: matters. Yeah. Okay. Well, come back at the end and just be pissed off for some reason because you can't get over something. That's fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah T- character bad. motivation. Yay! I mean, as I, as, like, I I liked
2: it, but fucking hell, yeah. that, that once they got to
0: oh, we got to teach these kids to be badasses it was really fucking well, awful. Well, and also in Days of Future Past, where like some of the interesting char- characters that could be interesting,
2: Mephistopheles is dead. Okay, fine, whatever. Fucking well, kill it wasn't him Mephistopheles. off. Mephistopheles, that was Asriel. Asriel,
0: my, yeah. yes. yeah. my bad. The fake. How dare you, fake? My bad. Fake father. Yeah, that they invented in like two thousand five. <laughs> I, I still don't know how they're going to explain Nightcrawler because he's supposed to be Mystique's son. And yeah. she's not even going to be old enough.
1: I They didn't even... Dude, alter, uh, alternate um, timeline. Don't I worry was about it. I say, they didn't even do that with um, Nightcrawler the first time around. I know, but at
0: least she was old enough to have possibly you know, had a son. I don't know. You know? Yeah.
1: At this point, I really don't care whose character's lineage are, and they don't either. They're just like, oh, hey, Angel's now going to be a biomechanical version of himself. Archangel. Archangel. Yeah, I know, but it's.
0: I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. Are are they doing that in the new one? Yeah, Yeah.
1: Archangel's going to be in there. It actually looks like uh, the Red Dragon, um, just the way it's built. mixed with um, Giger. I just hope they watched
0: The Legend of Zoo Mountain and Zoo Warriors. And made sure that what the Archangel powers look at least yeah. as cool as late 80s, or as sorry, as m- er, mid 90s uh, Hong Kong special effects. <laughs> like, yeah. Because the wing, the wing, the, the metal winged soldier, his fucking wings still look fucking cool. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And like, hmm. I think it's Legend of Zoo Warriors is the one that he's in. And like, it is just like. His the blades work like yeah they, the, he can move them around to block things and like oh man it it oh, I just hope that they have really interesting yeah yeah I I I am more in ways I'm more excited because you got Psylocke they're actually making Jubilee a character and not just an Easter yeah Day. but
2: Psylocke is being played by like a terrible actress but not that it matters in this fucking series I, I Olivia Munn's fucking awful I I. Sorry, Lisa Munn. Lisa Munn is fucking awful. Anyhow. It's okay. I I really think they should go back to the X-Men 3 logic and just say fuck it to source material and everything else and just make a fun, stupid movie that makes no goddamn sense.
0: Yeah, because I will say the first time I saw X-Men 3, I was like this is completely insane. This is completely insane. And then I watched it like the second time and I was like, this movie is awful. If you can get (laughs)
2: over the fact that it's called X-Men, the movie's awesome. Fucking stupid. Well,
1: but it it took it's the, it took the prequel logic and it's like, okay, what's his mutant power or what his what's his mutant level? Yeah, like you know his power levels, it's it's over nine thousand.
0: Sweet. <sighs> there are no like, There are no omega level mutant. I fucking hate that bullshit. Like, <laughs> who came up with this fucking classification system? This Why is, is Omega the top? Because
2: <laughs> it's the end. I don't know, man. <sighs>
0: all i can think of is deepest bluest at this point but i'm just Uh, thinking like you got 24 letters before you get to omega so just 24 power levels more powerful than an alpha level
2: oh no there's only like three in this disc yeah yeah, that's that's (laughs) why it makes no sense
0: (laughs) (laughs) but the thing that's exciting to me is the fact that possibly we could get a movie that uses also bilson kevich who's a very who's a comic book artist he he always had kind of a loose style but in yeah in the context of new mutants he started doing this crazy painting and crazy surrealist kind of art stuff because they were basically left to their own devices to just come up with the craziest shit they could think of and take it darker and take it pretty dark so uh i'm i'm just excited about when we might get a ridiculous a ridiculous you know ridiculously fun Uh, x-men movie instead of a ridiculously overly dark darkity
2: everything's gotta be dramatic and fucking
0: crazy yeah and everyone's gotta die serious twice (laughs) and then get vaporized yeah their timeline has to get vaporized
2: oh no never mind none of that mattered
0: yeah but that's uh all i've been what oh yeah 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 sorry um I did get the opportunity to see Mad Max Fury Road. God damn right you did. Daryl's uh, charming uh <laughs> talk up of it from the last podcast. Uh my wife and I went and see it, saw it that Monday. Nice. It was uh it is ridiculously awesome. Like there I will say this, I was completely shocked that for a movie that is functionally a car chase <laughs> All the characters had some sort of weird depth. Yeah. You cared when they die. You care when people die. Even when they're just kind of henchmen. Yeah. (laughs) And you can tell everyone has a backstory. And all the characters. There's none of this like, I can't believe you do. Okay, I can't believe you. Or I got to be the powerful one. Or I got to always save. There's none of that bullshit. There's none of the... Things you're going to see in the Dwayne the Rock Johnson, yeah. uh, San Andreas movie, where he's got to go around and save absolutely everybody. Yeah.
2: Like, you you don't know who's going to do what. Yeah. You have no idea yeah. the whole
0: movie. And uh, I did find out that apparently for, like, four or five years, they mm-hmm. literally just storyboarded. Oh, yeah. Without a script. The yeah. first script was the storyboards. That's awesome. <laughs> so, like the guy who drew uh, most of the character designs, who came up with most of the maddening, crazy things, like the guy playing the guitar with the guitar f- bass flange. with the flamethrower, yeah, and the war drums on the back. And uh, according to Adam Savage, he found out that actually that worked. This sp- all the speakers worked. Oh, really? Every yeah. So, like when he they were on set. it was this loud buckus guitar (laughs) like blasting
2: well what's funny is like he's playing something and it doesn't match up to what's being played music wise but and it's fine and it doesn't matter at all
0: and and it makes sense within the context of that world of like it doesn't matter that it doesn't necessarily match. Up yeah, I read time.
2: something that uh, he has his own whole like backstory and everything, and upbringing. Like he was, yeah, especially because like, in you a, see a mine his... or something is where he was, re- or where he grew up by himself or some shit. Yeah, you see like his and... face
0: is all kind of tw- twisted yeah. and stuff underneath this like like cheesecloth kind of thing that's over his face, and you yeah. see, like bone and stuff. So, it's
2: like, oh, hey, we got to go somewhere. Oh, okay, sorry. I woke up. All right, I'm going to rock the fuck out now. And he immediately starts rocking the fuck out.
0: Yeah, and it's totally No crazy. hesitation.
2: That man is only doing
0: that. I'm pretty sure I every time there was like a long shot, I was like, where is he? Where is he? Well, yeah, you end up looking for him the <laughs> yeah, whole time. It's, he's so, he's so, it's so powerful. It's like this crazy war, you know, like, could you just imagine a society where, like, that was every caravan they the dedicate
2: own. that much to that one thing right yeah. there
0: and every character has that level of like weird depth yeah and weird like just like total details like everything and yeah well and I,
2: like like you're saying like you don't know where the characters are going to go at any point yeah in the movie it's like Immortan Joe he's supposed to be the big baddie he's right up there up front Most of the time. Yeah. When he can be, he's right fucking there doing his thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, I don't expect that. You expected that guy to, like, sit his ass back at home or, you know, just kind of tell people what to do. Yeah. Nope, he's driving the fucking car.
0: Yeah. (laughs) like, I will fucking... I want... I want my bitches back. Yeah. But it's Essentially. But as far as, like, um, big blockbuster action movies, I feel like this movie... For the next 10 years, it's going to be like the Matrix. Like people are going to be trying to make this movie and fail. Mis- <laughs> like, yeah.
1: well, from well, everything I've heard is everybody's now super interested in what he was going to do with the Justice League because he had he, that's what was happening in 2009.
2: Oh, man, you mean this guy's really good at coming up with silly shit? Oh, okay,
1: yeah. Well, he, he did say that for his version, at that time he was still used to doing... Um, kid stuff, yeah, like Babe, Pig in the City, yeah. and Happy Feet. Yeah. So he said that it was, front, you know, basically it needed a big revision, but the 2008 2009 Rider strike killed it. Yeah. yeah. And he said, unfortunately, that version, if I had come out with it at that time, would have played more to kids. Yeah. But it also, you know, had, um, yeah, it it was crazy, like, um. Army Hammer, whatever his name is. Um, Army Hammer, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. he was going to be um, Batman. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, um, I could come find the cast list for everybody, but it was going to be fucking insane, every <laughs> single person that they decided to play. Hmm. I believe, um, I can't remember, but I believe um, Superman was going to be African-American.
0: That would have been amazing. There, interesting. Ha- there is a precedent for that in the DC multiverse. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it, it was just going to be an insane thing, but as he said, at, it, it desperately needed a rewrite. It was going to be based off of, um, I can't remember what the storyline is, but it's the one where Batman has um, the giant spy satellite where he is um, using it to monitor all the Justice League to make sure that oh, they're... Oh, uh, Tower of Babel. That's, That's what it, is. yeah. and then <laughs> That's um, a
0: Mark Wade, uh storyline. Okay. originally Mark and Wade wrote that
1: so then they'd make a bunch of Omacs to take down the um, Justice League and it would have ended with the Flash sacrificing his becoming an Omac and s- sacrificing his life to kind of undo everything
0: that actually sounds more interesting than what it feels like they're doing <laughs> I don't
1: care we
2: got Fury Road instead so I'm good yeah
0: Fury <laughs> Fury Road holy shit Justin you have to see this movie yes, uh, Justin. I'll
1: be seeing it Friday okay good so goddamn right you will yeah and I'm, I'm
0: hopefully, before the next podcast, I'll uh, I'll see it again. And we can have like a, and I'll see Ex Machina, and we can have just one big yeah. giant spoiler cast. Spoiler <laughs> cast. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Uh,
1: <coughs> Daryl, oh shit!
0: What have you been considering? Um,
2: Justin made me re- watch a uh, Red Riding. Is that the name of it?
1: Uh, yeah, the first Red Riding, movie. which is what year? Uh, Nineteen seventy
2: four. Okay, so yeah, I thought the movies were made in these years, not they took place in these years, and that <laughs> very much kind of dra- drugged me the fuck down for the first like twenty minutes of it.
3: You were like, wait, hey, it's hey, like why am I well,
2: watching Spider Man?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was sitting there like, oh, Andrew Garfield's in this. And then he made that comment. I was like, oh, because it actually takes place in the year and wasn't filmed. And he's like, yes, I'm very glad that you didn't think I was talking about Andrew Garfield. <laughs> yes, I actually pay attention to when you speak. <laughs> oh, man. I do listen.
2: Yeah. I I really liked it. Um, I'm interested to see the other two,
0: but I got to watch the third one next. And then yeah, we're going to watch. One. Um, do the proposed order change.
1: Yeah. And see how that Plays out because, yeah, yeah so be, um, 19, we'll, we'll watch 1983 next, and then yeah. 1980 will be yeah. the last one we'll watch.
0: There's only one reveal that's kind of ruined by that, but that's fine. it's not even worth it. I yeah. think it's not so big of a reveal that it'll. I, I'm take just away.
2: curious what the next one's going to be like because they killed off a bunch of fucking people that are important yeah yeah <laughs> so it's like eh, okay
0: whatever all right how's this gonna work yeah
2: yeah so that that's very intriguing to me at this point because I, I i have no idea what the hell it's gonna be right it's like okay it takes place here with okay maybe some extraneous characters that we've had before yeah that i didn't care about because me
1: because they were extraneous yes characters. exactly really are side maybe.
0: characters yeah yeah
2: So I I really enjoyed it though Uh, What's his face? Um, Andrew Garfield? No, Michael Bean or Sean Bean Bean. Sean Bean, fuck, I always get the two of their names confused Yeah, one of them them went back in time Yeah, I know that, and I have to think about that before I say their names, and then I get their (laughs) names wrong Every time Sean Bean, yes, very awesome Uh, I forgot y'all said that he was in it, so that was surprising And he was very fixated on Andrew Garfield's dick which I, was
0: I, actually
1: there weren't, were the two cops kind of fixated on his dick. Everyone as well. was. Yeah. It was I
2: think that was the whole point I of mean, the movie.
1: It is his dick. It's Spider-Man's dick. They were trying you to get know. some webbing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was a little strange, but um yeah, I don't
3: know.
0: It sh- it shows you that he he is actually like a better actor than just being a superhero.
2: Yeah. See, I I, I hadn't liked him in anything I've seen him in. And, and I did like him in this. He was tolerable.
1: <laughs> tolerable. See, I, I still. My thing is um, seeing Eddie Marzin, um <clears throat> the British actor in it, which he was in Filth. Yeah. He's in just about everything. Yeah, he's awesome. It's just a matter of going. Oh, you were in this too, and you were here, and you were here, and you were here. He's one of the, like the repertory
0: actors for BBC TV movies yeah. and. Well, he's currently shows in um, Jonathan
1: stuff. Strange and Mr. Norrell, which I, I'm I, super excited. I about. really
2: did like the scene where he goes to confront him in the bathroom. Yeah. And he gets really pissed off at him, grabs him, turns him around, yells at him, whatever. And the dude's just like, "Man, I'm pissing on both of us right now." <laughs> Is this seriously that big a deal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That, that was, I think, the highlight of the movie for me.
0: I like the fact that it was actually... It, like, they actually used the slang from oh, the yeah. era and everything. And yeah. The first, the first couple of minutes, you're like, what the
1: fuck are these guys...
0: Oh, oh. Okay, I'm
1: adjusting. I'm adjusting. No, we just fucking turned on subtitles. Subtitles. Because that's what <laughs> happened with <laughs> filth, is that we And then you get, like, a
2: movie. minute or two, into it, it's like, this isn't helping that much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: I, I know the words they're saying, but... I know those yeah. words are English. Kind of. I know that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that that's the same problem we had with Filth, was watching that and going, we watched like 20 minutes of it before it was finally like, you know what? Let's turn on the subtitles because I have no idea what the fuck they're saying. Well, shit. Yeah. Well, what's really bad is when you try and read Irvin
0: Walsh's novels for the first time and you're like, oh, this is written in the Scottish dialect. Oh, holy balls. This, this is going to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> Reading glue when I was in high school, I was like, this is so hard. Diff-. Like mm. you get into a rhythm with it like you do when you're reading. Yeah. like, um, "Oh, Clockwork Orange the first time. Right. You get into like a rhythm where you don't even like really need the, you know, to look up the words. You can kind of figure it out. Yeah. All from the context. Uh, and it was kind of like that. You get deep enough into it. You're like, okay, I, I, I know what's going on.
2: Yeah. Um I, I didn't care for the ending too much, like the very end. Yeah, the last, co- it, the last it, couple minutes. Yeah, it was just kind of meh. It,
0: I think uh, underwhelming a, and just whatever. I okay. don't think they had enough money to destroy any of those classic cars. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it was
1: I mean, it was it, that the, for me that was the only moment that I was like, "Oh yeah, this is a TV production." Yeah. Because everything and, and, else, and, like and, everything, it's just very fleshed out. Yeah, they don't have five million dollars to blow on destroying a bunch of
2: whatever. That's cars. fine. So we'll do a shitty little freeze frame,
0: ah. like seventies movies would do. Sometimes.
2: Yeah, yeah, and Sorry. and that's fine. But it was weak. And watching Andrew Garfield go, man, eh, I'm
1: sad.
2: Car crash, please. That was
1: weak. Wow, eh. America, not even.
2: Yeah, well, it wasn't. England. <laughs>
0: uh, Justin got confused
1: <laughs>
2: anyways it, it, it was cool I did it's, enjoy it's it it's all America to me I, America I'm looking forward to watching the third one so see where this goes yeah um, the only other thing I have to talk about is Upright Citizens Brigade
0: wait, wait, which season?
2: season one woo hey don't knock the other two seasons oh. they're stupid but they're awesome
0: oh no no I just I, I that was that was the first one I saw I, I, yeah I, I, I have the first two seasons. I don't they, know they've they never remember.
2: released the third season. Oh, wow. And that is distressing. That's sad. I know, right?
1: What's wrong with people?
2: Yeah. Do you know what the Upright Citizens Brigade is?
1: I know what it is. I've never watched it. Really? No, I'm oh, joking. How so, have
2: you gone through
1: life? I what? watched Kids in the Hall instead.
2: Well, that's fine, yeah, but...
1: so... V- so we. <laughs> I, I don't. I didn't need to watch the Upright Citizens Brigade. Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah. Had, well, apparently not. I've survived long enough. Uh, not well. Yeah.
0: Also, they're much less written out than. Yeah. Most of what kids in the hall did. Not that kids in the hall didn't improv, but you know the whole that was the whole thing was that all four of them were members of a long form improv troupe. Yeah. That still there. The UCB Theater. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to remember what ridiculous title that is for the improv night. I don't remember. I think it's just called like, bad It's like, just like, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those like 75 vowels after the end <clears> of the word.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I went through, uh, I, I've, I own season one. My cousin owns season two. And I have ripped season one to my computer, so I would always have it Yay. on those occasions that I need to watch it. And I fucking love it. Oh, yeah. I is
0: that in, is that the season where he eats the where he does everything through the sheet?
2: Uh, yes, that yeah. is in season one. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> uh, the bucket of truth. He, he, he this lady goes to talk to a man at a cafeteria or whatever about her husband. Because or boyfriend whatever, because he's having a problem and just like okay, well, what is it? And it's like well, he, you know he's really into Judaism and all that, and apparently he found a loophole. As long as he does it through a hole in a sheet, it's okay.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, he's eating like the giant pork chop. <laughs> yeah, <through. laughs>
2: he can eat pork through the hole. He can eat uh, on Passover. He can eat leavened bread through the yeah. hole. I mean, he can celebrate Christmas through the hole. Yeah. anyways the the skit goes on throughout the episode and it's like okay later she comes home to finding him humping a computer he's having sex with it but it's okay because it's through the hole in the sheet and she's like but why would you want to have sex with a machine and he just says because i can
1: (laughs) i mean isn't that the truth of it
0: all of course, and that that whole season, they consistently find ways to make fun of astronauts because they hate them. <laughs> because they're like you, you they guys are like, you guys are not <laughs> heroes. You're astronauts. <laughs> yeah, they they
2: build a huge distrust towards astronauts. And there's one, and I can't remember his name, but he's a recurring character, and he dies. You know. the Tate brothers oh we'll see that conversation between the lady and the guy when they're talking about the boyfriend is interrupted by the guy going oh gene look over there is that the Tate brothers (laughs) (laughs) and it's just this thing that runs throughout the the entire skit and it's like just two guys that run around and go titties and that's pretty much it uh, high-pitched voice
0: with their fingers over over their
2: nipples and they don't get into that until like season two yeah, and they they do they uh, do a Tate brothers show.
0: Well, that was in the, the little Donnie Foundation episode.
2: Uh, well, no, no, the, uh, I mean, they, oh, there's a whole episode. Yeah, there's a whole there. episode dedicated to a Tate brothers concert. That's what happens
0: when you buy both seasons last year and you haven't gotten to go through all. Of yeah, what's
2: wrong with you? I don't know. Yeah, the little Donnie episode is the end of season one, and it starts out with them trying to tell a dick joke, and it's like dick jokes are tired. It's like, well, no, what if we do like a big dick joke? It's like, well, how do you do a big dick joke? And it's like, no, what if it's like a really big dick joke? (laughs) And so the joke is the entire episode is about a a kid who has a really big dick, and that's it. But he's unaware that he has a really big dick. Like, it goes down, like, to his kneecap. And he wears, like, like shorts shorts. And so it's hanging out all the time and they got to like maneuver it back around his leg with like a pair of drumsticks or something just to kind of like or tongs to move it out of the way because he's trying to get on the bicycle and it gets caught in the,
0: you <laughs> think it's caught in the bicycle chain. <laughs> He <laughs> This dad and builds like
1: a thing that he could, an apparatus
2: like, to yeah. hitch it to his it leg weak. and then they go to talk to his teacher and his teacher's like oh i love donnie most teachers don't like dealing with him and all that and it's very obvious she just likes being around his penis
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, and, and it's played by you know an adult matt besser I, yeah yeah matt, and yeah matt besser and He's just, like, this excited, really stupid little, like, four-year-old kid, but he's ob- he's the tallest one of the group also, and yeah. it's weird, because the, uh, the four people play all of the characters, more or less, in right. the show. And they go to talk to his, like, gym teacher, and he keeps talking about how he has a girlfriend and constantly mentions, oh, yeah, my girlfriend and all this, and he very much doesn't have a girlfriend, and yeah. just there's just lots of weird things throughout the entire...
0: Yeah, and uh, they also do, like... To- <laughs> pranks like they'll do some of the skits out in the <clears throat> real in world. Public.
2: Yeah, yeah. So like at the end of each show during the credits, they take one of the skits and they actually do that in public where people don't know that they're doing that. Like they have uh uh
0: what's, they have like uh, hidden cameras. Yeah, yeah, they do
2: the hidden camera thing, but like uh is it Lady of the Lake? They have Matt Besser, or Matt Besser pretending to be Lady of the Lake, and he's going around emerging from water fountains and like Central Park <laughs> and sweet. stuff. Yeah. And then he goes up to like a hot dog stand. It's like, well, somebody
3: buy me a hot dog.
2: But he's like doing the high pitched girl voice the whole time. But the little Donnie episode is really funny because at the end of it, they do like a We Are the World like group song, and you get all these people, these fake celebrities, singing yeah. the song together. And the song, the, the main words to it are enormous penis penis and it cuts to people like on the street going singing enormous penis and like waving their hands in the air to and singing enormous penis as you do yeah and so what they did to get that is they went around and asked people to sing like they were doing a commercial for enormous peanuts and asked them to sing the song and so they sing the song and it looks like they're mouthing the words enormous penis and they just dub over it <laughs> nice <laughs> it's full of shit like that and it, it, uh, the, the the whole series is worth a watch. If you've man, never watched it, you need her, to. Uh,
0: Amy Poehler uh, got her main start. <sighs> nice. Yeah, and season.
2: if you actually watch the first season, like Tina Fey's in it, uh, Horatio Sands is in it, uh, one of the dudes from The League is in it. There's a ton of people throughout it that you'll go, oh, hey, that person's famous now.
0: I'm trying nice. to remember. Because <clears throat> Matt Besser, Amy Poehler, now I can't remember the other two members. Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh, and who's the other guy? Oh, Why can I never remember his name? Cool story, bro. I- Ian Roberts. Ian Roberts, so, yeah. He was Juan on Reno 911. And, and
2: you'll recognize the four, well, obviously Amy yeah. Poehler, but you'll recognize the other three guys from all kinds of yeah, movies. Yeah, Matt
0: Walsh is in bloody, he's like a yeah. character actor part yeah. of excellent. a lot. He's in every thing, uh, all the time. Matt
2: Besser's nice. in a lot of...
3: Uh, oh... Oh, I can't kind of remember.
2: Yeah, they're, they're, yeah they're, they're in a ton of stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. Go watch it. And it's I totally
0: subversive. It. Like, the whole idea is just to be subversive as fuck. Cool. Um, I think that's it.
2: I think that's all I got for you. Okay. I had something else, but I forgot what it was. Cool story. Yeah, I know. I'm proud of you. You're, you're just glad I'm done talking about Upright Systems so <laughs> yes. Okay. Fuck off. They're, it's they're just because
1: he can't dominate the conversation. Oh yeah, yeah. No, 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 <laughs> You He can't, it was, it was, you can't it was get a sidetrack on something else. No, it oh, was the damn. long it was the long pauses of what's that guy's name? You do that all the time. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um so I am sorry I
2: didn't say um every other word. Fuck
1: off. <laughs> 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 I watched Deep Blue Sea, motherfucker. Hell yeah, you did. Wow. Yeah. So Deep Blue Sea the
0: the shark movie dude
2: yeah it's got uh the punisher and shaft in it it's great
0: (laughs) isn't that the one where they always say like uh, that samuel jackson has the big like monologue like they're gonna win and then
2: yeah it's one of those surprising scenes where you're just watching it's like all right motivation speak yeah we were on the mountain we got down off that mountain because we were awesome
1: we stayed survived and you you think water's fast you should see ice. You, you see ice. It moves like it has its own mind. Like it. Like <laughs> it's it knew. Amazing. It, speech. Like it knew it killed the world once and got a taste for it. <laughs> it's like no, no. It's it's literally ice. Yeah, it's it's ice. Um, my favorite thing about Deep Blue Sea is actually comes from another movie or a television series that yep. was on um, Showtime called Out of Order, because it was written by the same people. Basically about their marriage, but it was uh, Eric Stoltz and Felicity Huffman. All right. But they were a wife-husband-writing combo, duo, whatever. And everybody kept talking about the bear movie that they did. Yeah. And that awesome scene with that actor when he's giving the motivational speech and then that bear jumps out and kills him. <laughs> and how much everybody loved that scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you're just like, okay, you know, it's obvious what they're talking about. They just can't say, "Hey, yeah, the shark movie, Deep Blue Sea." Yeah, Back that scene was awesome. It is, and the the, um, I you actually, totally
2: believe that they're going to find a way out of that pool.
1: Well, <laughs> my favorite thing about it is that, according to the director's commentary, they accidentally when the shark takes um, what the the Peter, fucking Peter Skarsgard. Yeah, takes him and slams him into the thing they accidentally broke the glass. Oh yeah. So the video of them running, yeah, is them actually going oh, oh fuck. <laughs> That's and great. suddenly 3500 tons of water or whatever it was just come spilling after them. Oh, and God. they they are in glass. Yeah, in glass and they are running for their lives and almost killed all That's the actors amazing. that day. The other great thing about it is LL Cool J's in it as a preacher cook.
2: Yeah, yeah, with a parrot. His with bird. <laughs> Did you? The parrot's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, the parrot is literally just there to sit around and insult him, which wow. is all
2: you needed a movie with L. O. Cool J.
1: But what I found out more about it was that originally the lead actress, um, she was going to be the hero. Yeah. Of the movie, and they watched the first cut and went, "Holy shit, she's the villain." Yeah. She's the, literally the worst person. Everything <laughs> she does... Is and, her fault. and ...ends yeah. up with more people dying. Yeah. So
0: she's the Tony Stark of... Uh, exactly, yeah. exactly. ...of Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. And so,
1: but everybody really liked LL Cool J. So by the end of the movie, they just kept finding more stuff for him to do. And then eventually <laughs> he becomes the hero of the movie. Wow.
2: Yeah. Well, Tom Jane becomes the hero of the movie.
1: LL Cool J is the one to blow it up, though.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: Thomas Jane, the only reason that um, he gets spiked through the leg and then... Dude, he he wrestles the shark. He wrestles the shark, but then the only reason he survives is because the shark goes through a chain link fence. Yeah. And he grabs onto it and it rips the bolt out of his leg just in time for LL Cool J to touch the... Thing wow. to blow up the. Dime. If it wasn't
2: for his almost sacrifice,
1: almost
0: sacrifice, yeah,
1: El so Cool J
2: would have died out there when that second boat came out to rescue their because ass.
0: Because I was trying to, fi- I, I <laughs> wanted to know who directed this, uh, Renny Harlan directed. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, not even joking. Um, I had forgotten that he was the Long Kiss Goodnight director, which was one of my favorite movies <laughs> yeah. for like the longest time. Shane Black script, represent, Good but, stuff. uh, he also made that terrible Cutthroat Island movie. Yeah. How did he? How did he ever make a movie again? That's like one because of the, Deep
2: Blue Sea is awesome, and it had to get made.
0: No, was it's just—it's like one, you always hear, like, if you have like the Blue world's largest bomb of all time,
1: yeah. How I do mean, you end up making? Well, I mean, that's an um, entire
0: career after that
2: movie? because you had some successful, yeah, movies. What,
1: yeah. What's his Kurt Wimmer, who did um, Equilibrium? Yeah, he then had Ultraviolet. Which completely bombs, and they took away... Um, I don't
2: like that movie, but it's fun to watch. That, well,
1: <laughs> they, 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 took, I, it, they took that away from him. It was originally supposed to be like this two-hour-long, super hard-R hard, hard yeah. R movie, and they took it away, took, cut out like uh, the 40 minutes of it, and then just put that in the monologue at the beginning of it, uh, and then made it a PG-13 90-minute movie.
2: Sounds about right. Wow.
1: And he's the guy who wrote Salt. Oh, okay. They don't, they're not letting him direct anymore, but he can still write.
0: Yay. Yeah. Mm. He's uh, having the opposite James Gunn career. Yeah. <laughs> write all our movies for us.
2: I, I will say I tend to really like any movie that's based around, you know, people trapped in something that's going to either sink or blow up or something like that in the middle of the ocean. I, I tend to just love all of those movies, <laughs> even when they're really awful. Deep Blue Sea is pretty awesome <laughs> It's fucking stupid, but I love it.
0: Yeah. So, this is like airplane movies. Even though the stakes are just (laughs) higher. (laughs) Yeah.
2: It's like, oh, all of this shit, they're being chased by a killer shark in the middle of the ocean. No rescue. Sweet. Yeah. That just makes this better.
1: Apparently, the sharks were actually animatronic and real. Yeah. You know, in that sense that they didn't just CG them, even though they used a lot of CG in there. Yeah. And basically, every single moment in here is like, Okay, how can we outdo Jaws? Wow. Um, the, it opens with four people partying on a boat. And I believe the opening line of the movie is, hey, it's a party, man. Awesome. And then <laughs> the shark starts busting up the boat. Wow. And somebody falls off the boat into the water. And just as the shark is swimming up to eat him, a spear Pierces one side and then another spear pierces it. And it's Thomas Jane wrangling the shark in, you know, (laughs) and then it just shows Thomas Jane staring at the shark jaws ain't shit. And then it hard cuts (laughs) to a helicopter. And it doesn't even explain what the fuck's going on. And it's not even him in the helicopter. It's fucking insane. You have to watch this movie.
0: I feel like I need to watch more of Rennie Harlan's movies just to know the type of insanity.
1: Apparently, he has a cameo walking um, whenever the crew is changing shifts. He walks in front of the camera. He had to do 20 takes. Wow. Of course he did. Of just him walking. He has no lines. He doesn't look at the camera. He just walks from one side of the camera to the other. And he just could not get it. He was missing his mark. Yeah. He would have Mm. fired that actor. (laughs)
2: <laughs> especially if he had no lines.
0: Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, he also, uh, apparently also directed that cl- the Sylvester Stallone vehicle, Cliffhanger.
2: Hey, oh. Cliffhanger's awesome, dude. I know, but I need to rewatch Cliffhanger.
0: I, I still that was one of those movies as a kid. I was like, how did this get made? And then you watch it, and you're like, holy oh, shit. Man. How did this, how the fuck do they make it, this it, It's
2: absurd, but it totally works, and it totally makes sense. It's like, of course Arnold Schwarzenegger is fucking Conan. Look at the guy. Yes, okay. Sylvester Stallone, of course he climbs mountains. Look at the fucking dude. Yeah. He is a mountain. That was a mountain
0: <laughs> oh. of Italian flesh. Yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I loved that movie as a kid. I had the uh, Sega Genesis game, and that has been my one of my biggest regrets in uh, gaming, is that I never beat the cliffhanger video game. I hate that fucking game with a passion because I've never beaten it. I can't get past the stupid fucking logs. It drives me insane. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: I'm proud of you. (sighs) Why? I can't beat it. You're proud that I can't beat it? That's fucked up. Yeah, it is. Um,
0: So let's hope Rennie Harlan gets to make one of the Expendables. (laughs) 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 Yes. Please. (laughs) Expendables 5.
1: So the other movie I watched was The Pyramid. Which, yeah, it is, um, yeah, it's produced by, what's the um, guy's name? Uh,
2: uh, Alexandra Aja? Yeah. Something like that. He directed uh, High Tension.
1: Yes, so it's produced by him. I can't pronounce the other guy's name who actually directed it, but it's essentially an archaeological dig. They find a three-sided pyramid, but it's during the riots and he No Egypt. one's ever found one of these. Yeah. That yeah. whole thing. And he um the leader of the the lead archaeologist is Dennis O'Hare, which he's in just about everything, including American horror story and yeah, brief interviews with hideous men. Which I still need to so watch. Yeah, yeah, you do. I know. But essentially they're getting kicked off the site. They've got a robot that is always transmitting its feed, so this kind of plays like a found footage movie, but it's just a footage movie, but not even that. It's um, Daryl actually brought up a pretty good comparison with District 9, yeah, that it just uses whatever medium it can use. So it goes from okay, we've got very professional grade camera work to hey, it's a handheld, hey, it's a robot hey, it's a cell phone. You this know.
2: movie doesn't know what it is. Just it go doesn't. with it.
1: And they're getting kicked off the site, so they send the robot in. The robot gets damaged, so they one of the guys starts freaking out because of how much it costs, so they do a real quick expedition in and find out that they're in a labyrinth. And people start dying off. There's these weird um, cats, the hairless cats that yeah. are attacking people and eating their flesh. Oh, and, Awesome. And eventually, you get to a point where almost everybody's dead. And then you realize that the, um, is it, who's the god of the dead? For? Anubis. 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 Anubis is trapped in this. Living to half jackal, half human <coughs> creature is trapped inside of this labyrinth pyramid. Awesome. And is weighing people's souls. Oh. So. Awesome. It's, it's interesting it's nowhere near as good as The Descent, but I won't say it's one of... The, it's not one of the worst of these. Probably that would be A Night in the Woods is the worst one I've it, seen.
2: Is it better than the uh, the one that came out just a little bit ago? It's in the Catacombs. I really didn't like as, above, as above so, so below. So below.
1: I, I liked parts of it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's very similar. Yeah. In tone, um, I'd say probably as above so below is better. Yeah. Just because it has some more of the weird occult stuff, but nowhere
2: on. near as much th- as you want it to. Right. And which was this problem?
1: And it's it's got basically more of everything that the pyramid doesn't. Yeah. But there's a really weak part of the pyramid where somebody. They're running down a tunnel to keep from whatever happening, Mm -hmm. and one of them gets caught in a sand trap, which is Dennis O'Hare's daughter in there, and he's trying to pull her out. The other person keeps running and then falls into a spike pit, sweet, which she impales herself on, and meanwhile, the cameraman is standing there, kind of go, oh shit, oh shit, and- I have to survive. I've got the camera. Yeah, but he just stands there while (laughs) helping neither person. Yeah, and then Dennis O'Hare's daughter gets subsumed underneath the sand, and it seems like she's dead. And then miraculously, her hand pops up. He grabs her. She pulls herself out of the sand, and she's okay. And it, you know, just guys just kill her, make it Dennis O'Hare, but no, she ends up being the final survivor. Though no,
2: uh, we've got to make detention. It's like oh, I got to save my daughter. A, Anubis escapes, and Anubis we'll is buried, prison
1: Wendell will bring, well, bring, apart, uh, bring yeah. upon the apocalypse? Woo! Yay! Go Anubis. So, so yeah.
0: uh, I'm pretty sure this is just a guess, though. But it's uh, Gregory Lavousier. Cool story, bro. He apparently has been the co writer on every Alexander Aja movie except Horns.
2: Cool. Except for which one?
1: Horns.
0: Horns. Horns. Oh, okay. High Tension, Hills of Eyes, Mirrors, Piranha, Piranha 3D, 3D, Maniac. Or, no, Maniac's not Alexander Aja. But he also wrote <coughs> P two. Okay, I, I
2: I remember sort of kind of liking and pieces of that movie. I don't remember much. It was really stupid. But
0: right. But uh, apparently this is his first time directing and first time. Or no, he r- did direct a short film. Okay, that doesn't count with Alexander Aja And that sounds about right. Then uh, he directed this is his directorial debut, and he did not write the Pyramid.
1: No, oh. oh, interesting. So, um, the final thing that I um, consumed this past week was, or past couple weeks, was The Scarlet Gospels by Clive Barker. Woo. So, I was super fucking hyped about this book. I know. Um, You were were freaking out eight months ago. Yeah. (laughs) um, How it was pitched is that it's Pinhead, from all the Hellraiser movies, versus Harry Demore. Which was, um, Lord of was Illusions. played by um, Scott Bakula yeah. in Lord of Illusions, but he's also been in a ton of Clive Barker stories, including Everville. Um, he's been in the books of Blood, yeah. You know all this stuff, and it's the two of them finally meeting in battle, almost like you know a Freddy versus Jason sort of thing. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing that got me really interested is is that it was supposed to be two hundred and fifty thousand words about. Um, Pinhead versus Harry Demore, and you know, chasing him into hell. So you were finally going to find um, the Cenobite's true name, which isn't Pinhead, and you were going to um, get get a look inside the Order of the Gash, and all of this stuff. Yeah. And when the book came in, I looked at it. I was like, Oh, this is three hundred fifty eight pages my book's 358 pages and it's only 104,000 words. And then I read that they cut it down to 100,000 words. And instead of it being Harry Demore versus Pinhead, they do have a couple of scenes together, but mostly Harry just fights a Cenobite and has an argument with Pinhead and Pinhead says, hey, Harry, you've been able to survive a lot of stuff, so you're going to be my prophet. Come and watch my great works. Hmm. And ends up kidnapping one of Harry's friends so that Harry follows him into hell and kinda sort of it becomes his prophet, but at the same point is just following Pinhead as he seen the aftermath of the stuff Pinhead is doing, but not actually seeing the stuff that Pinhead is doing. Um not gonna go super in depth into it. Um I did finish it.
0: Did it actually give any of the order of the gash they're
1: very like maybe five pages of it before he's kicked out of the order of the gash okay the opening is amazing of okay. of it but once you get past that it, it's it, up to a certain point it's really good and then it just it feels like they cut a book and a half out of it so are they making another book no this is supposed to be Pinhead's last appearance With well, him, I'm assuming
0: this was not Clive Barker's decision to cut it down that much.
1: I don't know. Um, There's no... Are they still making the new Hellraiser movie? I don't know. I know he was supposed to be directing the new one, but I haven't heard anything for a while. Apparently, originally, it was over 2,000 pages, and it was supposed to be... Essentially, they ended up at the nativity scene. (laughs) And... You know, Harry talking to Jesus. And that's that's as recent as 2013 that all that stuff was in there. Wow. But you don't actually ever learn the Cenobite's real name. Okay. They just call him the Hell Priest. So this was all before...
0: So all of this stuff was after Clive Barker got really sick? Or before Clive
1: Barker got really sick? He's been working on it for 20 years. Oh, okay.
0: I mean, I meant like the yeah. last... Some of the rumors you were hearing about were, they were... It sounds like they were before he got really sick. Yeah, um... Yeah, I'm like not. I'm not really died. sure whenever he got <laughs> sick, but I think it was 2000, 2012, 2013. Okay, so that sounds about
1: well. He went through and he was still talking about all this stuff and is sending it to the publisher and all that, and it just really feels like they kind of cut it down to its bare minimum. There, there's some really yeah. cool imagery in there and some stuff, but it, it does kind of seem like the outright idea is flawed because you have now. Daryl and I have talked about this before. I'm pretty sure I've even talked about it on the podcast. That Hellraiser 1 is the only one that had direct Clive Barker involvement. Yeah. yeah. And he directed it. It was all his stuff. And so the second one, they show hell, but, you know, it's the invention of that writer. So yeah. you've got Leviathan, and it's like this labyrinthian um, underworld. Yeah. Then you get the Scarlet Gospels, and it is Christian. It is a Christian world with Lucifer, and talks about you know Jehovah, and weird the order of the Gash is has been separated from humanity for like seven or from the rest of hell for like seven thousand years, so they can do their thing. But you know, all right, it yeah. ultimately is about Lucifer. Weird, yeah, and it's like okay, you have you have this, these visions of hell art books, yeah, that are so stunning and then you don't yeah just plain you ruin it and well and you just go in and go yeah it's actually Jesus and uh Lucifer and God. you know it's it's basically your interpretation you know normal you know judeo christian yeah. sort of interpretation of it and we're just going to have pinhead kind of walk through there the one thing that they did add to this that is really interesting is that pinhead absolutely ha- hates the name pinhead <laughs> 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 um because they are like these giant nails driven into his head, and you know they're rusted now, but they were once gleaming, and it's just, he, yeah. hates, he thinks it's very dismissive, so it's used as an insult to anger yeah. him. Um, some people even use it to anger him, to kill him, so that he'll kill him, them faster. So if I
2: go into the bathroom, turn the lights out, light a <laughs> candle, say his name three times, something well, I, something, I, I lament configuration, you, I, he'll
1: show up. I was going to say, I think you still <laughs> need uh, uh lament configuration. But, I mean, whenever that shows up, like, I got giddy. Like, at that point, the book is still... Yeah, I know. I
2: think you'd let, let me know.
1: Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Ah! Look, it's in there. It's right there. Now, it's part, happening. Now, part of my problem is that I listened to it on audiobook, um, and the narrator had a really bad New York accent that he used for several characters. Like, think... Old Jewish New Yorker. Interesting. Except yeah, really? that's everybody. Oh. Including a blind black woman. Wow. And huh. they all talk like this. Oh, boy. Like, ah, oh, fuck. Really? Like, I had trouble distinguishing who was talking. Yeah. Because they were using that bad... Like, throughout the entire 11 hours, I was listening to this thing. Like, every single time Harry talked or... Um, Nora talked. It was just like, "Ah, God, why did you choose that? You've got such a good voice for this, except for that goddamn accent, <laughs> yeah. well, but they
0: might as well have just done a, like a voice cast version or something you know
1: well the the weird thing you know it's part of the problem is with audiobooks, like I run into this with it. whenever I read the book it, I hear Tim Curry, yeah." You know that's what you do with Tim Curry. You know Tim Curry has Pennywise, perfect. Yeah, but then you listen to the book, and it's done by uh, Steve Weber from Wings. <laughs> <laughs> he does a good job. He was um, Torrance in The Shining. Um, yeah, yeah, the miniseries. miniseries yeah, Stephen so, King approved. Yeah, yeah. So he has he's <laughs> done several of the Stephen King
2: <laughs> audiobooks. Nobody's done Stephen King it. right. Until now. <laughs> Thanks, Maximum, maximum. Over that, that That promo is amazing. Yeah.
0: The, the weird green goblin on the front of that one. Hey,
2: that was awesome when you were six. Oh, yeah. Watching that movie for the first time.
0: It's frightening. It's wonderful.
1: So. Sorry. Overall, <laughs> I really, I, I, I enjoyed the story but at the end of it it just kind of feels like a lackluster way for So at
2: this point is it worth me reading it? Yes. Okay, yeah. No, I'm going to
1: read. Yeah, I was going to say the the depiction the stuff that when he gets into the nitty-gritty of hell <clears throat> is really yeah. interesting. There's some really cool stuff that they do. Okay. But overall, I was expecting Harry versus Pinhead. And you did not get that. Yeah. Yeah, like Or, the, or is
2: it more like a Harry meets Pinhead?
1: Yes, it's more like Harry follows Pinhead. Oh, okay, it's you know him going. Um, one review I read of it likened it to Wizard of Oz. Yeah, but he wasn't the person wasn't sure hmm. if Pinhead or Harry was the supposed to be the protagonist of it. <laughs> okay, so because it, it's kind of like Pinhead is heading towards to see the wizard and kind of reveal what's going on behind the scenes. Is Whereas, the wizard?
2: Jesus or Satan?
1: Uh, it, it is uh, Satan. Okay. And then... We're off whatever. to see yeah. Satan. The yeah. wonderful Satan of all. The Morning Star. Um, <laughs> and then... Or is it Harry with... <laughs> Harry being Dorothy with his little band of travelers. Yeah. Just kind of going like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, just... ah, <laughs> uh, But... Does he
2: team up with the cowardly Cenobite? <laughs> he does
1: not actually. If I only had a brain. There's one character that has the characteristics of the Cenobites, yeah. but it's more like the tortured souls type figures. Yeah, and they make go through great pains to say he is not a Cenobite. Yeah, and as I said, they don't ever give Pinhead a true name. They just call him the Hell Priest. Yeah, and there are some cool scenes, but. Overall, I would just wish that it actually was a fight between those characters in any form. Yeah. But he obviously went a different direction as he was writing it. I just kind of really want to say is, hey, is there any chance we could see the other hundred and fifty thousand words? (laughs) Because I would totally read that. Can I get the other
0: book? (laughs) Can I get the whole other book? Yeah. That they cut out of this book. You
1: you don't have to do
2: anything. Just give me. Just send me the file. Give me the words.
1: I will just read it. It'll be fine. So, uh, that is what I have been consuming. So, Nathan, where can we find you on the interwebs?
0: On the interwebs, I don't know, but on the internet, you can find me uh, on Facebook in the Dubious Consumers page. You can find me on Twitter at Nate Wad, uh, Nate Wad Neutron. Uh, with the, you can also find me at the Dubious Consumer uh, Twitter, and you can find me on Tumblr at Nate Watt. Daryl.
2: I'm on the internet. Sup.
0: Cool story, bro. I know, right? It's great. It's pretty cool. He yeah. is on the internet. It's amazing. There are people who aren't.
2: Yeah. They really are. <laughs> Unfortunately, I am. Not I apologize general. in advance.
1: <laughs> so you can find me at Justin D justinherd.com, Justin D at Justin D. Herd on Twitter, Real Justin D. Herd on Facebook, Justin D. Herd on Patreon, Justin D. Herd on Amazon, where you can find my book of Gods and Madness. The Faithful, which will release July 21st. So thank you guys for listening to The Dubious Consumers. Our nerd a trois for next week will be three favorite battle scenes. Just as a reminder, it is not fights, it is battle scenes.
2: has to be between more than two people. has to be groups of people. People have to die. Cool. Battle scenes.
1: So um, submit your top three favorite battle scenes at... Um, dubious consumer on twitter or you can email us at subs <clears throat> at dubiousconsumer.net. uh nathan did you have a final thought uh,
0: my final thought for this podcast is i'm sorry i couldn't resist well i'm looking for freedom
3: i'm
0: looking for